and take your Bibles and please turn to the book of Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 16. In a light-hearted way, I guess I could say that you took up the shield of faith tonight because you came into the sanctuary and you probably didn't look at your seat. You, you probably didn't check it, make sure it was strong. You probably didn't check the back to make sure it wasn't going to fall back on you or, or put weight on each leg just to make sure it was sturdy. You, you just came in and you sat down. You, you hardly looked. You, you trusted that it was going to hold you up. <clears throat> now that's a, I mean, you practice faith tonight. Now that's a general faith. We're going to talk about another kind of faith tonight. We're going to talk about a faith that's much more important. We're going to talk about the shield of faith tonight. The protection that we have from God. You know, we, we all need protection. As I thought about this over the last week or so, I, I thought about my favorite western, where the ranger is, is out on the, on the prairie land and and the cowboy that went south and, and turned into a criminal, he's over here behind a, a mound of ground, you know, taking cover. And so the ranger shoots his rifle, and it comes up about 50, 60 feet short. So the cowboy gets out and starts dancing around like a chicken, taunting the ranger. And he, he lifts up this old rangefinder on his rifle, just these two prongs that came up, and, and, and he put that rifle in the air, and he shot it at an arc, and he hit his target. The old cowboy th- thought he was okay, but he needed protection. And children of God, in this spiritual unseen warfare that we're in, we need protection And we need it all the time against a a very dangerous, a very real enemy that we have, the devil. He's the prince of the power of the air. He's the god of this world right now. And he's out to destroy you and I. And we need to know how to use the armor of God as a Christian soldier in this battle that we're in, we need to take advantage of the access that we have to the weaponry that, that, we, that we need that is right there. We need every means of protection possible because every single one of us individually are the target for destruction. Satan wants to destroy every single one of us. And as important as this is, having and taking the armor of God upon you for this battle, as important as this is, it's something, if we're going to be honest, that we're not thinking about sometimes as children of God. So let's look at the shield of faith tonight. Verse 16. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. As Paul has looked to 
explain the various pieces of spiritual armor that we need. He has used the physical armor of the soldier to be able to relate, to be able to parallel, to help to explain what this armor is about and how we use it. He has likened every spiritual piece of armor to something physical in the soldier. And here, he likens faith to the soldier's shield. You know, there was a small shield that would attach to the arm of the soldier, and it would do some deflecting. But this is not the shield that we're talking about that the soldier had tonight. We're not explaining faith by that shield, but by a shield that is more like a door that the soldier would have. It was a shield that was made out of wood, and it was overlaid with metal, or if they didn't have that, they would overlay it with leather, This was a shield about as big as the door that goes into your bedroom maybe, except about 20 inches shorter maybe. We're talking about two and a half foot wide by four and a half foot tall. This was the shield that the soldier had and he was able to get his body uh, in, in some way, in some position, to be completely behind this shield. It would protect him from the javelins, from the arrows that would come his way from the enemy. You know, and they would take these arrows and they would cover them with cloth and they would dip them in pitch and they would light them on fire, literal fiery darts, you know, fiery arrows going at the enemy, going at the army of God, going at the soldier, um, whoever it was. And, and so if those arrows would embed in the shield, it would snuff out the fire. Or if they hit it and deflect it off, they would be able to be safe that way. You know, these soldiers, they would make a barrier that could not be penetrated by these arrows or javelins. They would take these They would take these giant shields and they would set them down and they would butt them up one next to the other. They did that for even the span of a mile wide sometimes to give them protection from the enemy. This was no doubt an extremely important piece of armor. It wasn't... As important as some people make it out to be though. Some people make this out to be more important than the other pieces of armor. And maybe you've heard someone say this before. The first two words of this verse say, Above all, taking the shield of faith. That does not mean that the shield was more important than the belt of truth. It was not more important than the breastplate of righteousness or these these boots of peace that we have by by way of one of the 
uh, pieces of the armor. This word above all, it simply means in addition to. It's not more important than the others, but in addition to the... I mean, you have a breastplate and then you have a shield out in front of you. You know, you have the belt of truth then, and you have this shield also. This is an additional piece of armor given to the soldier the shield was and and tonight we're going to talk about this shield of faith we're going to point out three things this evening and we're going to consider the rule for taking it up we're going to consider the reason for taking it up and then the results for taking up this shield of faith. First of all, the rule for taking it up, it says taking the shield of faith. And and by the way, the first three pieces of armor, it says having these, and then when we get to these, it says taking now the shield of faith and these others, and people have tried to distinguish this in such a way to make more out of it than what's there. Um, And I've been known to try to do that with some things, but I'm learning more and more just to keep it simple. Take up the whole armor of God, okay? And this one is the shield of faith. Taking the shield of faith. And I don't have some in-depth, complicated rule for us for taking up the shield of faith. It's simply our trust and our confidence in the Lord. We're trusting Him and we're being confident in Him and that is what it takes to take up the shield of faith. This shield for the Christian, it's not made out of wood. It has no metal to it. There is no leather whatsoever. Our protection is believing what God says believing His truth, and reacting in behavior. Believing and reacting. There's two things in faith. There was a man who stretched out a tightrope across the Niagara Falls. And hundreds gathered round, and he walked across the tightrope. And then he ran across the tightrope. And then he took a wheelbarrow and he pushed it across the tightrope. And everybody's applauding, everybody's going crazy. And he says, do you want to see me push a man in the wheelbarrow across the tightrope? And one man's voice stood out, this fellow's voice stood out. And he said, I want to see it. He said, good, get in the wheelbarrow. Needless to say, his actions didn't didn't follow the faith that he expressed. True faith is twofold. It's believing and it's acting on what we believe. And this is the faith that Paul is talking about. This is a faith that is protection for our lives that we need all the time. This is the faith that is the shield of faith. It's having faith that's the rule for taking, faith, for, for taking up the shield. It's, it's faith in God. 
It's faith in the Lord. It's not faith in general. It's not faith like the way you sit down in that chair. It's not faith like going across a bridge. It's not faith like like flying in an airplane. This is spiritual faith. It is faith in God. It's faith in believing what He says. It is faith in His Word. And it is acting on His Word. It's not faith in faith. I've talked to people before and they said, don't worry about me, I've got my faith. And I asked, what is your faith in? And they didn't have an answer. You know what they had? They had faith in faith. And that's not good. Because our faith is only as good as as what it's in. There there was a man that was uh, going on a business trip for the week. And he asked his wife to go this time, and and she was so excited. She would be able to shop while he worked all day. So she packed her bags, and then she found out that they were going in a single-engine, three-seater plane. And she said, never mind. He said, okay, I'll book an airline. She said, all right, I'll go. And he said, your faith got bigger. She said, no, the plane got bigger. Our, our faith is only as good as, as what it's in. And we place faith in the Lord Jesus Christ to save us from all of our sins. We place faith in the one who can save the entire world from all their sins. And, and this faith must be applied daily. This faith that delivered us is a daily faith that we walk in and we use and we apply to be able to take up the shield of faith. If we don't take God for what He says, if we doubt His Word, there is no protection for our lives. There is no taking up this piece of the armor of God. And our lives will be exposed to the enemy without this faith. We will suffer defeat without this shield of faith. So there's a rule for taking it up. Simply confidence and trust in the Lord. A daily confidence, a growing confidence, a a strengthening faith that keeps on happening in our lives. But there's also a reason for taking it up. Wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. The reason for taking up the shield of faith is because of the hurtful, evil, constant attacks of Satan attempted upon our lives. The luring and the enticing us to into sin from this wicked one, where it says the fiery darts of the wicked, you'll find in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 13, it calls the devil the wicked one. In the next verse, it calls him the wicked one again. And the fiery darts, let me just say it this way, speak of him coming at our lives coming at our lives at any time to attack us, and He charges us, and He comes at us in very precise ways. You know, He will attack us in spiritual moments even. 
Have you ever been in a time of prayer and your mind wandered? He attacks in that time. Have you ever been in the Word of God and you read the same six verses over ten times because the distraction that just tried to... Nobody else can be in the room. It can be quiet. But the distraction that starts to happen in the mind, we can be in the Lord's sanctuary and we can be singing His praises or sharing His Word and the mind is trying to go somewhere else. And he doesn't have to do anything that, that we would think is horrible and devastating. Just a, 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 a faithful woman and, and mother and wife thinking about the clothes at home she needs to wash. And, and did I put those in the dryer? Are they going to smell moldy and mildewy when I get home? I hope I didn't leave them. It, it doesn't take much. Just a distraction from the truth. Just a distraction of giving God His praise and giving Him His worth. It goes on in spiritual moments. He is attacking. The fiery darts are directed from every way, every day at us. We suffer temptation daily. We're tempted to sin all the time. Our mind is in a battle. The battle that we're in, it starts in the mind before it goes anywhere else. We can be supplicating in prayer and it happen. Our mind is a battle and we're enticed within our mind to be thinking wrong thoughts, to doubt the truth, to be misunderstanding one another. How about that for the confusion that He loves to cause? He, you know, we just sing, bind us together. And the devil's trying to divide us on lies. Not even lies, on things that don't even exist. I'm not mad at you. Believe it or not, I love you. You think I'm mad at you? Somebody know what? No. But, but that's what he does. He's attacking the, the family of God in that way. But what endures the... ...faith that keeps growing. It's a faith that we get stronger in. It's a faith that's a spiritual faith in Him. We are shielded from the fiery darts by it. They're going to come at us. We'll know something is coming at us, but we're able to endure because faith in the Lord gives us that protection, that shield, so that we can endure. And without it, without the practice of faith, without our faith growing, without walking in faith, we're going to fail. We're going to fail without that. We're not protected without it. You know, there are wrongful things that, that Christians will justify which side with Satan. Justify, trying to justify something to God that is against Him that Satan's all for. He's a deceiver. You know, it, it burdens me when I hear the I, I, I once hear the strong spiritual language 
of what someone says. And, and then I run into somebody who, you know, hasn't been in fellowship with the Lord for a few years. And they're, it's something they never would have said. It's a view they never would have taken. They never would have sided with something like that. But they got out of the Word. They got out of the Lord's church. And they sided on the wrong side. A side with no protection. Their faith isn't active at all. It's doing Satan's will and just trying to justify it before God. You know, Satan's always trying to get us to sin. And he knows how prone we can be to it. He's always been doing this. And he does the same old thing over and over. He just, he just dresses up sin and temptation in different clothes as we go. That's all. You know, sometimes when I stop to get my family or someone donuts, uh, sometimes I'll ask for one of each of all of them, not the plain ones, these over here. And I'll look at that box, man, and some of them have the filling inside. Some of them, it's on top. Some of them have stripes. Some of them have sprinkles. And wow, it's just a burst of color in the box. And I'm sitting here deciding what in the world do I want out of here? I look at it that way, but then I can look at it another way and go, that is one big box of sugar. Just sugar. It's all the same. And, and the devil is tempting us to sin in the same old ways over and over. It's the same old thing. It's sin he's trying to lead us into. He's just, he's just putting a different wrap on it. And he does things like that. Next thing you know, we're justifying things to God, but doing the devil's will. He's a deceiver. He's looking to deceive us. These fiery darts, they're dangerous. They're deceiving. He did it to Eve. And he's after every single one of us. The Christian life, it is not possible without protection. We are completely overmatched by, by Satan. It's, it's nothing for him. And we desperately need this protection all the time of the armor of God. And with faith, with faith, we're overcomers. God lets us know and He encourages us in His Word that we are overcomers. The Bible says, 1 John 5, it says, whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. And that's where it all starts. And we believe his word. We believe his armor. We believe that God has supplied something to protect us. We believe that there is a very destructive enemy that can destroy our lives. But we believe that we can overcome that in the Lord. The reason, the reason to take it up, the fiery darts of the wicked. Let's think about the results of taking it up as we close with some thoughts. The results of taking up 
the shield of faith is hope. Faith results in hope. In Romans chapter 5, it says we have access by, by faith into this grace wherein we stand and we rejoice in hope. Romans chapter 4 says Abraham was not weak in faith. He was strong in faith who against hope believed in hope. See, when we live by faith, we're looking to God. And when we look to God, we see things differently. We're going to see things differently with this armor on, with this shield of faith. Abraham, it says, was fully persuaded that what God had promised he was able to perform. Wow, Abram. He said, your name's going to be Abraham, father of many children. He took that name and he said that was his name before he had children. He believed God's promise. He believed he was going to do what he said he was going to do. That portion of Scripture, he was fully persuaded that, God, that what God had promised he was able to perform. Uh, there, there's faith in that. And then there's hope in that. Faith and hope collide together in that. From faith comes hope. The result of faith is hope. The result of faith is fearlessness. You know, lack of faith is going to result in being overwhelmed by our fears. When we know that God is our shield, we're going to be able to face our challenges. You know, David, David, he went out there, he was ready, and he went at Goliath. And for him to be ready, and for him to be willing, and for him to trust God, God came in and won the battle for him. God told Abraham, I am thy shield. The psalmist says, he is our help and our shield. In the 84th Psalm, the Lord's name is, O oh God, our shield. Again, another psalmist said, He is a shield unto them that put their trust in Him. I guess that kind of sums up the whole message. He is a shield to them who put their trust in Him. That is our protection. We can be fearless with God as our personal shield. But... Also, the result of faith is doing what God says to do. Keep it simple. Do what God says to do. Satan wants to be in the driver's seat of our lives and make us the most rebellious children of God ever. He can't do anything about our salvation, but he wants to make us as sour as can be as children of God. He wants us to disobey. He wants to, us to have a rebellious spirit. You know, thinking about a soldier, one thing you don't do in the military is disobey. Every young person... In the church that goes off to the military, I tell them my brother's story. He got out of his bunk seven seconds late, and they, this was back in the 77, 1978, 79 maybe. They ripped his sheet in half, 
and gave him a needle and thread and says, sew it back together and don't be late to, the, to whatever was next. Yeah, and guess what he did? <laughs> he sewed his sheep back together and he had never sewed in, sewn in his life and he sewed quickly and he was there on time at the, and, he, and he never got out of his bunk late again. Not seven seconds, not four. He didn't do it. I mean, in the military... You must obey. And no Christian is ready and able to have this armor if we're not obeying the Lord's Word. If we're not willing to follow from headquarters. Heaven is our headquarters. And that's where we get orders. And if, we, and if we're in the flesh and we must call our own shots, there's going to be no counsel. The Word of God, I, I, I'm just not looking to do it. I, I know what God wants. I, I'm going to do this and I'm going to put God's stamp on it that He's good with it. We, we can't wear the shield of faith. We cannot have this most needed piece of armor if we have to call the shots, we have to be willing to follow instructions from headquarters in heaven. You know, there is no independence from the Lord that is of any good to His kingdom. Faith is the key to doing what God says. On the other hand, to disobey, it is grief to God and it's gain to Satan. Faith failure, it's, it's a life failure. It's, a, it's our life on earth in, in failure if we're not living by the faith that He saved us with daily in our lives. So if there's a faith failure in our lives, you know, we need to reverse this. And the way we reverse this is more of God. Specifically, knowing him more. There is a very key verse in the Bible, and we don't hear it often, but it's Jeremiah 9.24, which says, Let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me. We, know, we get to know him more and more as we go. We don't level off, we don't max out our relationship with the Lord. There's always more to know. There's always a greater closeness that we can have with Him. Knowing the Lord. If you're going to brag about something, brag about this. That you know the Lord. And we're knowing Him more all the time. It takes knowing the Lord to be saved. There's, there's no outward ordinance. There's no physical steps that we can go through to be connected with a spiritual God. It's knowing Him. John 17, 3 when Jesus is praying, He says, And this is life eternal, that they might... What is life eternal? That's what we want. Life eternal, that they might know Thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom Thou hast sent. To live overcoming the evil is to ramp up our faith, if you will, by time with God. To be exercising faith in our lives. 
what if one of us came into the sanctuary tonight and I'm standing, but one of you are standing out there. You're standing right in front of your chair. And somebody says, why are you standing up? And well, I, I, you, do you not trust the chair will hold you up? Yeah, I trust it will hold me up. I believe that chair will hold me up. But they stand there and they never sit in it. Well, you don't really know. You don't really know if they're trusting it or not. It takes an exercising of faith to have the shield of faith. And that takes knowing Him more if there is a faith failure going on. Romans 10, 17. I don't know how many times I may quote this through the years, but faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. It's, it's never to be a focus on our faith above what our faith is in. Nevertheless, we see in God's Word there that we can grow in faith. And we can grow closer to Him and not have that faith failure. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. And with that comes the protection that we need in this spiritual battle that we're in right now. When we leave and we head home, we're in that battle. Tomorrow morning, when we get up, we're in that battle. But yet by faith, by knowing the Lord, by growing in faith, by being ready, as in tomorrow morning, we wake up in our prayer time, Lord, shield's ready. I'm ready to go because you are my shield. I just want to tell you, I'm taking you with me this morning. I don't know where the fiery darts are coming from. I don't know what it's going to be about. I don't know who the devil's going to use to shoot it at me. But I got you with me and you're my shield. I got my got the belt of truth ready, Lord, the breastplate of righteousness. My emotions aren't going to make these decisions. You're going to cover, you're going to cover me and you're going to protect me there. We're going to put on these boots of peace this morning, Lord. I'm going to walk in your peace today. We're armoring, we're armored up, and I just want to let you know I'm ready. And I thank you for being my shield, Lord. We're going out with truth, righteousness, peace, and faith today. And that's not all of them. We have more to go. And we'll get to those next week. We have several more pieces that we're going to continue in, and it's probably going to be one at a time. And I pray we're all, we're all thinking about this, and we're all armored up, knowing that we don't know what's coming our way any day. And we have a dangerous enemy out there, but God, God has taken the time to tell us. He has told us what we need, and what we need, He supplies for us. Let us take up the armor of God. I'm going to ask Brother Nolan Irvin to close us in prayer. I want to say thank you to Carolyn for playing the piano for these last couple of weeks. And Brother Nolan, he's he's only been leading music for 57 years. And I appreciate him being here the last couple of weeks to do that. Uh, Brother Nolan, please close us in prayer, brother.